uh, Ms. Ellen Chabalara. These were the names of the 12 non-executive board members adopted and recommended at the Communications Committee meeting, chaired by former MP Eric Kolwani on the 18th of September 2013. Among the recommended names was that of Mbulayeni Magube. Prof. Robert Makuve, uh, Mr. Krish Naidu. At the time, one of the committee members, Velma Nivo Drusher, an ANC MP, was excited about the inclusion of a person with disability on the board. Nivo Drusher is deaf. Speaking through an interpreter, she believed that Magube, who is visually impaired, will be able to articulate the issues of the blind and the deaf community at the SABC. And he was saying to us during his interview that the needs of the blind um, audience are obviously not being met at the present moment, neither are the needs of the deaf. For example, the blind do not have audio descriptive devices linked to the TV. The final recommendation of the SABC board was processed in the National Assembly the following day. More than 200 MPs voted in favor of the board. Noma Indi Yamfeketo, who was the deputy speaker at the time, read out the results. The result of the division is as follows. Eyes 203, nose 78, and abstention 1. The recommended candidates are accordingly agreed to. But before the voting results were announced, a debate was held. During the debate, the African People's Convention leader, Temba Godi, was one of those who had hoped that this would be a board that would last in office. We are aware that the previous two boards did not finish their terms, and it just cannot be right that a third board equally does not finish its term. However, history has repeated itself. This is another board that failed to complete its five-year term of office. The one and only board member and chairperson Mbulaini Magube attempted to hold on. He first rejected the communications committee, accusing it of alleged bias. He later attempted to stop the Edo committee's inquiry with an unsuccessful court application that was brought before Judge Shiraj Desai at the High Court in Cape Town on the 2nd of December. I make the following order. The application is dismissed. The first applicant to pay the cost reasons to follow at a later stage. Magube's second attempts to stop the inquiry by informing the Adok Committee that he intends to appeal did not stop the inquiry. On the first day of the inquiry, he walked out because the committee could not provide some of the documents in Braille. On the same day, he defended his actions at a media briefing in Cape Town. As the chairperson, I felt bullied, I felt belittled, I felt disrespected. The utterances made by various members of the ATO committee attest to what I've said. Magube had to be summoned to appear before the ATO committee. When he finally appeared last Tuesday, one of the questions he was asked by ANC MP Fezeka Loliwe related to the quorum of the board. He believed the board just needed what he called the right number. Can you educate the South Africans what constitutes a board? What constitutes a board yes, uh, prof. Is, is, is where the board has board members. And, and this one, uh, I believe it has got board members, but maybe what lacks is the right number. And now the board is no more. 
Magube's resignation has been welcomed by the chairperson of the Communications Committee, Amfri Mategwana, who says he has already wasted Parliament's time. We welcome the resignation of the last man standing, Professor Magube. As, as we welcome it, uh, we feel that uh, he wasted a lot of time for, for Parliament, uh, for the ad hoc committee, and, and especially after he, he misled them on a number of issues. Uh, when he was uh, responding to uh, the questions in, in the Parliament ad hoc committee. So all those issues uh, are issues of uh, delaying tactics on their part, especially him because others resigned, he was the last person. Mategwana says the Communications Committee is expected to meet next year in the week of the 24th of January. He says political parties will be required to submit the names of persons who they believe should serve on the interim board. Once the interim board is recommended and appointed as provided for under section 15a of the broadcasting act it will serve for six months while the search for a new board is underway meanwhile the ad hoc committee chairperson vincent smith would not comment at this stage on the implications of magube's resignation for the inquiry this is because there is no longer a board or a non-executive board member left. Probing the fitness of the SABC board to hold office was one of the terms of reference for the inquiry contained in the National Assembly Resolution that was passed on the 3rd of November last month to establish the ad hoc committee. So William, now that Professor Magube has resigned, what's your reaction to that and what effect will it have on the work of the ad hoc committee? Well, I think it's important to note that we haven't had a board at the SABC for some time now. You know, they've been operating on, on what they claim to be a board, I think grossly misrepresenting things, confusing people with the Companies Act. So the SABC has effectively been operating illegally for some for, for, for a good few months. So his resignation doesn't really change any of that. What it does change, and I think that in as much as we would have liked him to have resigned before so that an interim board could have started its work earlier, had he not resigned, we may well not have had this inquiry into the board. And had we not had that, we may not have known just the full extent of the rot uh, that has been allowed to fester within the upper regions of, 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 the, of the SABC, you know, to, to see firsthand the contradictions between the different parties, that, you know, that some of them have clearly lied and actively deceived the public. You know, those sorts of things are, are critical to, to ventilate, not just because we want to hold those... Uh, accountable, but also because we want to make sure that we put structures in place that don't allow this to happen again. The SABC has been uh, in a cycle of crises since at least uh, 2006, 2007, 8, you know, so we need to do something to actually stop this from going on, because if we don't, in a few years' time, we're merely going to be, you know, we'll have different personalities, and, and but we'll be at, at roughly the same point. So when you say that the SABC has effectively been operating without a board and the implications of that sort of action, especially where contracts have been signed, certain decisions have been entered into, what are we likely to see happen from year on in? Will some of those be dismantled? What's going to happen? Well, I think that one of the first tasks of the interim board, I mean, those people have got a job on their hands, is going to be to uh, have forensic investigations into almost all and any decision that was taken under the last board uh, and look at the senior management positions. And they may well have to declare those illegal and invalid. I, I don't see that 
uh, a board that is that doesn't uh, correlate and a board that isn't allowed to take decisions could be making decisions. And if they were doing them, they were doing so against uh, you know, good corporate governance principles and, and general principles of the law. And I think that they'll then be in some, they'll have even more challenges to face in the new year. So now that it's clear that an interim board will obviously be uh, have to be appointed, what happens now as far as the ad hoc committee is concerned? Do they continue uh, where they left off on the uh, on the tenth of January, or does this somehow change the trajectory that they will be moving in? So look, it was into the the, the fitness of the board to hold its to to be in, in its in its power. So I guess. On a fairly simple basis, you'd say, well, you know, it, it's, the board is no longer there, so it, does, it no longer needs to continue. That said, I think the litany of, of stuff that was exposed and revealed, you know, the, the issues that emerged are not things that we can simply say, okay, thanks very much, it's, it's, it's done and dusted now, we don't need to do that. I think that if that inquiry doesn't continue uh, and with its report and submitted, and if those recommendations that emerged from there are not, acted upon and implemented, then we can see this as as merely, you know, factional wars within different places and that there's no real political will to attend to the public broadcast. And that would be a significant, significant blow to our democracy. So it really is essential that that report is completed and that the recommendations are presented to the, to the Parliamentary Portfolio Committee and, and that those are debated and that critically they're implemented. Because again, if we don't make certain straight changes to how the SABC operates, things too about how the board should be electing their own senior executive managers. If you have ministerial interference, all of these problems, every single one of them, we're going to see them continue again and again and again uh, for perpetuity, until, at least until the SABC is finally becomes, makes itself irrelevant.